0: This month in the Hustle Humbly community, we're talking all about working with family, not just as a real estate business partner or team, but also representing family in their own transactions. Want to hear other community members share their stories and advice? There's still time
1: to join us in the group and participate in the May live. Head over to hustlehumbleypodcast.com slash membership to sign up. See you there. No more waiting around. Yeah. This is happening. We need to know. Okay. And it did, look, y'all, they could win the case. They could lose the case. But I still but think. you need to know. You, you need to
0: know. I don't remember what I said next, <laughs> but it was obviously the wrong thing. Because if you scroll up, you see the years of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> and yet she keeps coming back. And she keeps coming back like we're cutting a wire on a bomb.
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to go off or not?
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen
1: community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Alyssa, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm making my papers on the news desk noise. We are on the
0: news today, you Alyssa, can
1: see. Alyssa wore her glasses, <laughs> and we are talking about items in the news. Yes. Literal real estate news, literal news. Um, this is episode number 214. And today's...
0: I am, headline. Today's the headline big is big topic right now. Buyer brokerage preparing for changes in the real estate industry. And um, we're going to try to make this as not boring as possible.
1: I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I have been doing research for longer than any episode I have ever researched. I have read many, <sighs> many articles and I am prepared to share with all of you what you need to know
0: And I have not prepared (laughs) at all. I even tried to say, let's not record this today. (laughs) I forced her to record it today with this
1: disclaimer. There are a couple of disclaimers. One, we're trying to tell you what is going on so that you can be prepared for coming changes. I am not here to tell you exactly the process that you will use if and when these changes occur. Okay. So this is more of background. You just need to know what's going on in the industry. Always, but especially this. Yes. Because things are
0: could heating get, up. things okay. are heating
1: up. Good good mm-hmm. words. Okay. Yes. My next disclaimer is we are not lawyers. No. I am not offering any legal advice. Mm-hmm. However, I am about to share with you briefly what is going on and how it could change your business. Yes. Are you prepared? Mm-hmm. Any other disclaimers from you before
0: we go? Um no. Other than you're wearing your glasses and And I feel very official. (laughs) Yes. If you could just share, because I'm kind of coming in, my office Mm -hmm. has started ending the sales meeting with the sky is falling, the sky is falling with a little prep of how to handle this. Okay. Okay. Because we now do the podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I go to the Monday morning meeting, the sales meeting is usually one that I skip because that's Wednesday and you're like, I'm all booked Wednesday. (laughs) Yes. By that (laughs) time, I'm like, I'm sorry. I will go to the Monday meeting. But I also know that at some point, instead of just going to sales meeting for the last 20 minutes to hear about this, our office will have a whole class. And that's what you will So I'm will kind attend. of holding out for that, okay. which is why I'm really feeling out of the, I mean, I know what's going you on, feel but like you are not fully prepared. You are in the loop. This is okay. We're going to get to what
1: Connie is doing towards the end. Okay. I have questions for you. So just put a pin in it. Okay. Okay. Let's back up. People are like, what, what are the, we even talking about? What the about? heck are you even talking okay, about? Okay, go Katie. You okay. tell them. This is from my friends at Inman. You know, Inman is a real estate Um, Media company publishes really great um, newsletters, I guess, twice a week, every day. I don't know. They're constantly in my inbox, but this is from Inman. They break it down for us so well. Okay. (laughs) The industry is confronting a number of legal and regulatory challenges right now, but the bombshell label is usually understood as applying to a pair of class action antitrust cases called Seitzer Burnett And Merle. I think I'm saying that right. How do you spell
0: that? Merle is M-O-E-H-R-L. Okay. And Seitzer Burnett, and Merle.
1: Yeah. I'm going to get you more on this. This is the group of lawsuits. There's two separate lawsuits. Okay. Okay. Both cases are known by the names of their consumer plaintiffs. Okay. So the plaintiffs are the homeowners who filed them. Okay. And they are class action, which means it's not just one homeowner. It is a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Hold, please, while I get back to where my place was. The cases argue, in essence, that some of of the National Association of Realtors rules, including one that requires listing brokers to offer buyer brokers a commission in order to list a property in a realtor-affiliated MLS, Multiple Listing Service, violate the Sherman Antitrust
0: Act by inflating seller costs. So they are saying because we make it a requirement to offer buyer's agent compensation from the listing side, that that is a violation. Correct. However,
1: the lawyers for NAR and the other parties are going to argue lots of things, one of which is you can offer a dollar and still get into the MLS. Right. In most places. So Mm -hmm. they would argue that a dollar is equivalent to zero. Sure. So you really don't, in a way, have to, okay? Yeah. But I'm not a lawyer and Mm. I'm not arguing the case right now. I'm just telling you what the cases are. Now, let's go a little deeper. One of the suits known as Seitzer Burnett is scheduled to go on trial October 16th. Okay. Okay, y'all. Of 2023. That's right. You're hearing this if you're listening to it the day it airs on September 11th. So next month, Next month. Seitzer Burnett goes on trial. Okay. Okay? I'm going to tell you. It covers four MLS markets um, in Missouri, specifically, and is asking for reimbursement, hold on to your hat, (laughs) of $1.3 billion in commissions that hundreds of thousands of sellers paid to buyers agents over eight years. Plus potential treble, uh, this is not funny, plus potential treble damages that could raise the total to around $4 billion. Whoa. I will tell you this, of what I have read, and let's just assume that this they win. They win their case. This would effectively and potentially bankrupt all, all of the defendants who include Remax, Keller Williams, and... Um, A couple of other, but Rheology, I think, and NAR, actual N-A-R. Yeah. Okay. So there's a bunch of big, big uh, defendants. Big names. Okay. Big defendants. On the other suit, which is known as Merle, M-O-E-H-R-L. Okay. Will likely go to trial in the first half of 2024. Okay. It covers 20 MLS markets nationwide and potentially millions of home sellers. Y'all, millions of home sellers are asking for reimbursement of an estimated, wait for it, you thought the other one was bad, $13.7 billion, billion with a B, in damages, and if the courts award treble damages, y'all, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even know what that means.
0: That figure could go up to 41 billion dollars, and this is all because they want their money back. From <laughs> sellers, pay, the sellers want their money back from feeling like they were forced to pay the to buyers. pay the buyers' agent. Correct. Now,
1: and I totally completely related but separate situation back in uh 2020 hold on let's read the doj so the department of justice for the entire united states of america So this is the the big right um on friday of uh, august 11th this year attorneys for the doj's antitrust division told the appeals court the lower district court had misrepresented the doj's letter to the nar which had given the association almost three years of protection in the face of serious concerns of anti-competitive conduct. I don't know what you just read. I'm going to tell you. I don't know. The DOJ had a case open investigating NAR, the National Association of Realtors. In what year? 2020. Okay. It was settled. Okay. Okay. And that NAR and DOJ, they settled. I think this is at the point in time when we were they started telling you you're no longer allowed to say buyers agents commissions are free right there were a couple of rules changes or some things that came out of that but it was settled and now <laughs> the DOJ has said yeah we're we're coming back to this oh we're, okay. we, we're coming back to this, and this is what they said. It is well past time for NARS rules to be assessed on their merits, and the division has an obligation to investigate potential antitrust violations that may cost American home buyers billions of dollars each year. Okay. So that's a separate thing from these other two cases, but it is basically coming back into play. All of these mm-hmm. things are sort of going to impact each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um this is why we're
0: talking about this. Right.
1: Okay. Now, I'm gonna cover with you. I know this is a lot.
0: Do y'all need to okay, take a breather? I, let's take a breather. I'm I'm afraid. Do you have I'm, any questions on what we've covered so far? So I'm afraid of big entities like um the IRS. This the, this the, is your worst nightmare. The post office. <laughs> this is the worst. Um <laughs> this is very scary. So, being on our very publicly shared platform, if I need to, if we need to edit anything I say out, we can edit you. And puppy, we, are, but here's why. Again, I'm we're confused, not lawyers, right? I'm, we're not lawyers. But here's where I'm confused as a realtor is that I feel as though. Please tell me we are very transparent in the listing agreement, how the fees are broken up. And if you are not pleased with that, you may not, you don't have to use, you don't have to sign it. You can go be a for sale by owner. Great news. I venture to guess NARS, Lawyers, okay, will assert
1: similar arguments, okay, okay. So I'm on the right track. I, you're, in not my defense. you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and they are going to have a well-paid for defense because NAR is a huge entity okay. with a lot of money to spend on re- on on lawyers. Okay, so mm. yes, keep up with the the train of thought. Okay, I'm not asking you to defend the suits. No, I'm just telling you what they are, and y'all, they're happening. They're going to yeah. trial, which means it's going to be talked about. And look, whether it goes the way of NAR or it goes the way of the def- of the plaintiff, mm-hmm. it's going to be in the public's eye to where it might turn open their eyes a little bit more to commissions. Sure. Okay. And make yeah. them like just in general, maybe it's going to make them a little more aware. Okay. Okay. Now I want to cover two things. And this is from an Inman article on August 15th of 2023. The two NAR rules that both sides are fighting over, so the DOJ situation, these are the actual rules. Are you ready? Uh The participation rule, which requires listing brokers to offer a blanket unilateral offer of compensation to a buyer broker's... To buyer brokers in order to submit the listing to the MLS. So we've already said this. Okay. So having that's to get- That's rule number one. That's number you one. You
0: have to offer something to a buyer broker to be an MLS.
1: Correct. The second rule the DOJ is worried about. So that's the rule that's really in all of this, right? Okay. The second rule though is the clear cooperation policy which requires listing brokers to submit a listing to their realtor-affiliated MLS within one business day of marketing the property to the public. So this is really a pocket listing situation.
0: Okay. So that's a NAR rule. Correct. One day.
1: Correct. And our MLS enforces it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was like three days.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's one day. <laughs> one day. You have day. one business day. So if you, if you if you list something on Friday, you could advertise it all weekend and put it in the MLS on Monday, according to this rule. Okay. Okay. But that's what the but DOJ... But every MLS
0: does have their own rules. So just be sure you're checking your local yes. market.
1: Okay. So the end of that part is both of those rules are subject to multiple antitrust lawsuits, which we've already talked about. So
0: they're saying the actual rule the, is a violation. The government is coming for the rule. Okay. Because they're saying, <laughs> forcing you... To pay to be an offering payment to be in the MLS Is is a problem.
1: Is a violation of the... We are Sherman Antitrust Act.
0: That's what okay. the DOJ
1: is talking about. Y'all, I feel so official and fancy right now.
0: I actually felt like it would be good for <laughs> you, like one of us, to know all of this and then me to represent the listeners. So it's going okay so far? Yeah, I think so because I can right. I can speak on behalf of those of us who are less less educated on it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have followed the generic version, but this is, we're getting into the nitty gritty. We're in the weeds, y'all. That's and why we're here look, today because it's very important. Y'all should... Should be in the weeds with me. Yes, you, you
1: need to know
0: this. This we're, is we're this coming, is on a Katie. need to
1: know basis, and you need to know. We're going to be on Katie's level here shortly. Any everyone, second. okay? And I look. I have been reading these articles for months, so to be fair, I've been slowly digesting it. I know this is a lot to take in right now. That's mm-hmm. why I tried to break it down into like the real bare bones.
0: That's why that's very helpful. The government is coming after the NAR
1: rules. These rules, two rules that we have in place. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Now we're going to keep going. In the Friday brief, um, the attorneys for the DOJ, so the government, stressed that NAR, in its own appeal, so the earlier when they settled the deal, right, had not disputed that the government, because right now they're they're reopening the case, if yeah. you will, and and NAR's like, hold up, hold up, you settled this, you said we were all done, and DOJ's like, yeah, you've had three years to be done, and we've decided, we never told you we were never coming back to this.
0: Mm, you've had three years off we're coming back <laughs> we're coming back, back around to reevaluate it's sort of like an audit
1: <laughs> kind they of they're re-auditing right it's basically um so basically nar has filed an appeal look y'all again i told you this is very law, law heavy but nar filed an appeal if you like crime junkie or any kind of those podcasts i feel like that's what we're getting into okay like the law part of it okay basically nar has filed an appeal and um, the attorneys for the GOJ are responding. And they said that the government had properly, okay, NAR saying the government had properly exercised its unqualified right to withdraw from the proposed settlement agreement before it became final. And that withdrawal had released the parties from their respective rights and obligations there under freeing NAR to resume its prior conduct. So, okay, fine. So,
0: NAR is like, wait, you said we were You good. said I was okay. Okay. You said I was
1: okay. All right, now. The agency, that's the DOJ, has maintained that neither NAR nor the courts should read more into its November 2020 letter than what it says. And y'all, you can do what you want with it, but I'll read you the letter. It's very brief. This was whenever the thing was settled. This letter is to inform you that the antitrust division has closed its investigation into the National Association of Realtors' clear corp- cooperation policy and participation rule. Accordingly, NAR will have no obligation to respond to CID numbers, blah, 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 and blah, 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 issued on April 12th, 2019, and June 29th, 2020, respectively. Here's the most important part, y'all. No inference should be drawn, however, from the division's decision to close its investigation into these rules, policies, or practices not addressed by the consent decree. What does that mean? Y'all, no inference means you're not supposed to assume this means anything other than we're not asking you to provide this stuff right now. Okay. we're, okay, just- we're Case closed for a minute. So
0: they're re Y'all three this years is later they're reopening it.
1: This is not a murder trial. It's not like if you got if you were acquitted, you're off forever and you can never be tried for this crime. They're basically saying, "Look, we told you we were done with this at the time, but we're back. We're, we're back." back. Okay. okay. So they're back. Now what? Y'all, if a lawyer is listening to this and I'm getting it terribly wrong, please send me a message because no, I'm doing literally do my best. No, I'm doing my <laughs> best. Okay, so now are you ready for your survey? So before we got on, y'all, I told Alyssa oh, I was going to give her a multiple choice test. And it's not a test at all. There are no right answers. Are you ready? I don't know. It is going to... I had to give you all that back. I feel like this
0: would be a good one to watch on YouTube.
1: <laughs> I just... You're like, get ready as I get my papers on the on the table. Okay. Here's the deal. Inman, this week, as I'm... This is in August as we're recording this has an in, an inaugural survey on agent commissions. Okay. okay. So they wanted to ask us our opinion on these questions. And you have the answers? <laughs> I have the choices. Can There's I, no right can answers.
0: Can I read them? I'm going to give them to you. I know. I just, okay.
1: You don't want me to give, all right. Do you want to read them? Here's, here, let's start with an easy one. Choose the option that best describes your occupation. Okay. Agent, broker, real estate tech entrepreneur, realtor association executive, MLS executive, or other. Agent. Hey, look, you already got the first one right. Here's another easy one. How many agents? And what is this survey for? This questionnaire? It's a survey on agent commissions. Okay. Okay. Keep going. So Inman is trying to learn from its readers their thoughts on all of what I just talked to you about. Okay. Okay. But they needed a little background. Yes. So, question two, you can get right, I think. How many agents does your company have? Oh, Lord. Look, it was one to five, six to 20, 21 to 50, or more than 50. Oh, good. More than 50. You got that one right, too. Big office. Okay. Number three. How many... Uh, y'all answer these in your head with
0: us. Yeah. Okay. Write down your answers.
1: then give me a call if you want <laughs> the... If you, if we, you need our data. If you need our data. How many agents in your company would you say are aware of the various commission lawsuits? Okay. Now, I'm going to give you the choices. Okay. All, most, half, less than half... None or almost none. I
0: would say half because our broker has been talking about it for a long time. How long? Since last year. Okay, so they're really in the know. Yeah, and then this last month is when they're, they are they sent out an email that they're, was they're like, getting very Listen, serious. you need to be at sales meeting for the next six weeks. This is very important. Do you
1: want me to tell you why they did that? Yeah. Because they just assigned this trial date at that point in time.
0: Oh, so now that we have a date of October 16th and exactly. quarter one of next year. That's like, when they found out the date. We got to prepare. It's
1: like no more waiting around. Yeah. This is happening. We need to know. Okay. And it de- look, y'all, they could win the case. They could lose the case. But I still but think. But you need to know. You, you need to know. Okay. And honestly, I'm fascinated by all of it.
0: It is fascinating.
1: Because we don't need to be afraid. We need to be prepared. That's right. the point of this episode. We don't need to be afraid. We need to be prepared. Are you ready for your next question? Yes. (laughs) You might not like this one. Oh, God. How do you think the lawsuits will end? Hold on. I'm going to give you the choices. The real estate establishment, NAR, various large companies, will win. The consumers suing the real estate establishment will win. Or the parties will
0: settle. What? what? Number one. (laughs) I believe, based on my limited non-attorney knowledge, that we will win because the paperwork is very transparent and you don't have to sign it if you don't want to. Okay. I think you may be right. I think there are plenty of arguments that would be leaning that way. Okay. Now, that's how I feel about the listing agreement. Right. I can see where the NAR rule number one Making it a requirement requirement Mm -hmm. to offer buyer broker compensation to be in the MLS could be interpreted as like, we're forcing your hand. And so I can see how on the defense, they could say it's in violation of the Sherman Sherman Antitrust Antitrust Act. Act. Mm -hmm. But... It's just, the MLS is not the end all be all. It's an, I'm just speaking my opinion. Go. It's just an additional marketing tool. Yeah. If you would like to pay to be a part of that marketing tool, you can. It's not a free tool. Yeah. You don't have to use this tool. No. You can go market on your own and not, you don't have to pay it. We are not requiring that every single person that sells their home is in the MLS. That would be a huge violation. Correct. But the fact that all of this is optional is why I believe. (laughs) Alyssa Jenkins. (laughs) I feel like I'm on the debate team. (laughs) This is why I believe NAR will win. Okay. Next question. Okay
1: friend if you're an email templates 101 owner be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates
0: and brand new templates in your course you'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers plus lots of fine-tuning to the other existing templates don't have email templates
1: 101 yet grab yours now at hustle humbly podcast.com courses How optimistic are you (laughs) that NAR and other establishment players in the commission cases will win the lawsuits on a scale of one to five, five being the most? So you just said they're going to win. How optimistic are you one to five? Four. Okay. That's, I think. If
0: I need to come speak... No, I'm just kidding. Okay.
1: how Right, you're going to <laughs> go to the trial? Yes. How big a deal... Okay, now get ready. How big a deal are the commission suits on a scale of one to five? Five being the most consequential. Like, just how big of
0: a deal is this? I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going to say three and a half. <laughs> it, it is serious. It's serious. It is serious. But, you would say five. I honestly... Hmm.
1: I think I would go four or five. Yeah, okay. somewhere in the 4.5 range. Okay. Not a choice. All right, next up. What changes in the industry do you anticipate even before the lawsuits are decided? This one I think is fascinating, and I'm going
0: to give you the choices. Okay.
1: What mm- changes
0: do I think will take place because of all this going on? Before right. Anything even before is even decided. decided. Okay. Okay.
1: Nothing will change before the lawsuits are decided. We like to stick our head in the sand. Yeah. Nothing will change.
0: Nothing. That's option one. I'm already seeing change, right? Aren't you? Hold on.
1: Okay. Option two. More brokers will start requiring buyer agents to use buyer agency agreements. Mm -hmm. Choice number C. NAR will rescind its rule requiring listing brokers to offer a buyer broker's commission. D. D. More MLSs will eliminate the rule requiring that listing brokers offer buyer-broker commission, making commission sharing optional.
0: Or E, other. I'm just going to go with B. I think that before all of this comes to an agreement, we are already going to start seeing people implementing buyer agency agreements. I
1: completely agree with you. And I would like to also state for the record, in our market, this is one of the weirdest things that I think is... From market to market so different. Mm-hmm. Everyone in every market uses a listing agreement, yes. right? I have yes. to have a contract with the seller because guess what? They're paying me. Right. The reason why buyer brokerage agreements have been so optional and willy-nilly and in our market almost non-existent mm-hmm. is because you never really had to tie down your buyer to say, I'm going to pay you because you knew You were being compensated. You were going to get compensated from that cooperating broker. Okay. Okay. So I can totally see where brokers are going to be like, you know,
0: let's start doing this buyer agreement. I think now is the great time to break for a quick story. Please,
1: let's hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Good news, everyone. We're going to take a break.
0: Take a break from all this heaviness, okay? So heavy. To hear about one of my flops. Let's hear it. So Connie has, my broker, has always been, you know, she understands that in a perfect world would we all have buyer agency agreements Yes I agree with that. Does anybody in our market use them no. no could that cost you a client Maybe yeah and here's the thing when I was i I was I tried to prepare a little bit for this episode uh-huh. but I also didn't want to get into the nitty gritty because I wanted you to educate me which you are you're welcome um but the first thing I list I, I found this podcast oh God <laughs> and it was a like legit person, you know, talking about the buyer broker agreement. And the Mm -hmm. first thing he said was, I only use them if it's someone that I really don't want to work with (laughs) because they will likely just say, I'm not signing that and And they leave. And then then I don't have to work with them. So I was like, that's interesting because I have always kind of felt that way. And here's my story. I, I feel like I want you to choose your words carefully from here and I want to hear the story. Only because? Do you think that would be a potential like, like a right, like a fair housing violation? Right, like you can't tell some people you have to do. This. You have to do this, but it is your business, my business. You, you can run it however run. you want. Yes, but if you don't, if you don't make everybody sign a buyer agreement and you only save it for the ones that you don't want to work with, th- that is a hundred percent setting you up for a lawsuit. I think so. It's all or nothing. I agree. Okay, but tell the rest of your story. So I had a a girl that I went to grad school with. Mm -hmm. And we were friends. Friendly. We were in a project together. We didn't hang out too much, but we had a lot of classes together. So we were friends on social media. Everything's good. You cross paths. We cross paths a lot. A lot. I liked her. Okay. So I'm a newer agent at this point out of grad school. And she messages me. And Mm -hmm. she's like... Hey, I want to buy a house. Can you help me? And I'm like, absolutely. I would love to help you. And we get to talking and I'm like, have you talked to anybody about budget? You know, I'm trying to see where we are in the pre-approval process. And she just kind of stopped responding. And so I was like, that's weird. So I follow up again. And I'm like, hey, I just wanted to check in and see how I can help you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No response. So I try again. And I'm like, hey, I just wanted to check in. Okay. Finally, she's like, oh, sorry. I ended up buying a house with my aunt. It was like a family member. And I just thought, all right, that's so strange. Yeah. Like, okay, but whatever. Fast forward, same person, <laughs> okay, messages me years later oh. to sell the house. That she bought with the aunt. That she bought with the aunt. Not you. Hey, and I was surprised because I kind of felt a little validated. Like, you know, she kind of rejected me then, but she came back because I handled it well. You were like, I did my I was job. was nice. Okay. You know? So she's like, we need to sell this house. And I don't remember. And so I'm like... I would love to help you. Right. I don't remember what I said next, <laughs> but it was obviously the wrong thing. Because next thing you know, she's ghosting me again. You're like, this and I'm like, sounds this familiar. Sounds very familiar. And I was treading lightly because of the you, first. You're song. like, I don't want to get ghosted. I don't want to get ghosted. And you did anyway. I did anyway. No matter what I said, I was trying to even be overly helpful. And then it was like, I don't remember what happened. Like, we sold it for sale by owner or something, okay? So I'm like. They sold it, it, but not with you. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. Okay. Just recently, years later. More years. More more years years have have passed. passed And I'm sitting with you Mm -hmm. on a podcast day, and I get this message from her and it's so funny because if you scroll up you see the years of rejection (laughs) she keeps coming back and she keeps coming back so i told katie i was like i don't know what to do this is gonna be she and she's now wants to buy like a big property um with some land and all this stuff so she's telling me and i'm like oh my gosh i'd be so i'm again I would be so excited to help you. I'm talking to Katie about it, telling her about how I've been ghosted and I've never been able to understand what's going on here. And so I asked I said what's your email address? I will send you some information. And we decided that she would be someone that before you put in a lot of effort with you would want to we make need sure some you were. commitment. Are, yeah. I need some she commitment. She needed to commit. I needed some commitment. I'm not about to drop everything I'm doing to help you if I'm going to get a rejection Facebook message in a few days. Well,
1: right. And because the market was so fast at that point. Yes. It
0: would have been like a drop
1: everything, show
0: it. Yeah. Situation. 100%. 100%. Okay. 100%. So I'm like. I'm like, I hate this buyer's compensation form. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels very contracty. It is very contracty, but I do just so I thought instead of shoving this contract in her face,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why don't we make like a cover letter for it? And yeah. We, and we called it a buyer agreement. Right. Okay. Sure. We did. Are, before you start emailing and messaging us, she's <laughs> <laughs> showing YouTube a sneak peek we're not sharing this right now no we, we may tweak it and share a version of it depending on how depending on how out. all these lawsuits play out mm-hmm. I felt very good about this happy that YouTube can see buyer agreement that I made yeah it is pretty. It's, it's almost like a resume for buyers. It's a resume for buyers. And it says, you know, how does working with a realtor work? It's like, we're let's talk it through. Yeah. Do you want me to? No, I don't think we no. need. But it also says, my commitment to you. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to do all these things. Then and it's I, like, what I, are I, you going to do? Yeah. And then it, so it starts, how does it work? My commitment to you. And then your commitment to me. Right. You know, like the, it has some of our buyer rules in there. If you use any of our templates, like just make sure that you always give my name. If you go to an open house, I am your realtor and you are my client. We will work together and we will stay loyal to each other. Correct. Okay. Um. So it's just, a, and it's written very kindly. We spent a lot of time on this. We did. And when it was over, I was really proud of it. Yeah. Very proud Yeah. Of it. So I emailed it to her and I got blasted. She sent you an ugly email. She sent me an ugly email back, Mm -hmm. which I disputed. And she said, I feel like every single time I reach out to work with you, you don't wanna work with me. I have never had to sign anything when I was working with with a realtor as a buyer. So I don't understand why you would want me to sign something. Because you ghosted me twice and so before. I said, I said Sally, <laughs> <laughs> if you go back, I said, every time you messaged me, if you go back and read our messages and they're there and I just reread them, I've reread them every time you have messaged me. Yeah. Every time you stab me in the back. <laughs> every time you messaged me. I went back and read them, and if you go do the same, you will see that every time you reached out, I responded with enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm so excited to help you. Right. I'm so excited to work with you. And then I said, what can I help you with now? Yeah. And it was always followed up with days of silence, followed by a rejection message. What did she say then? I said, I take my business very seriously, and I am... I am a busy realtor and I am very specific with my clients and I do a lot for them. Yeah. So if you would like to work with me, this is what I need from you. Okay. But this is the third time I have been excited to work with you. And you you have rejected me all the times before. Right. She totally changed her tune. What did she say? I don't remember exactly. Did you work with her? I did not work with her. (laughs) I feel like once you say, I need you to sign this and they say no. There's no going back. But she did change her tune. Yeah, she did change her tune. And she was like, Well, that first time. She had excuses. She had all these excuses. And I said, I understand. And she said, I never thought about how that looked on my end. No doubt. I said, Well, I'm just letting you know, don't say it was me. Right. Because I was always. I I was just honest. I said, I always had my feelings a little bit hurt after I talked to you. Yeah. And I always felt like maybe I wasn't good enough for you. She wasn't good enough for you. So this time around, third time's a charm. I thought, I better protect myself. And stay on your ground. And you obviously know a lot of realtors because you have done some real estate transactions and I have never been used. (laughs) So, and I said, listen, I'm sorry I can't help you. She had already told me for what she was looking out for. I said- If I happen to come across something, I will keep you in mind. But, you know, I'm just not making any promises because I'm here to work for my clients. Yeah. And she was like, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm sorry this didn't work out. But I was like, that escalated very quickly. Right. Very quickly. But
1: the good news is what came out of it was this really (laughs) fabulous buyer agreement cover letter.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was you It's know, really nice. It's really nice. I'm yeah. very pleased with how it looks. It doesn't have it a great
1: track record of working.
0: It's, but. Uh, it's got a 100% fail, fail rate <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so if y'all want it. So yeah, come get your freebie. No, 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 no freebie. No, no freebie nothing. here. Do not nothing. email us asking for this. But in the event that this is, we are ruled differently mm-hmm. if things change if things change and we have to need switch this. to a 100% buyer compensation agreement yeah maybe at that then time we'll, then we'll talk we'll talk okay Are you ready to go back to the survey? Back to the survey. What is it? Back to our regularly scheduled Scheduled programming. programming.
1: That's right. We're very newsy since we've been at this desk. Yes, we like this desk. We really do. Okay. Uh, Now, what do you see as the single biggest likely consequence of the lawsuits? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here are your choices. A, NAR and the franchisers will have to pay a lot of money but survive. B, NAR and the franchisers will go bankrupt. (laughs) C, commission sharing will become optional or banned outright d consumers will no longer use buyer agents e buyer oh, e yeah buyer agent commissions will rise oh wait there might be a there might be an f oh my god there's an f and the <laughs> f buyer agent commissions will fall' What we'll come a, B, G. G nar and other industry groups will lobby to have buyer agent commissions rolled into the mortgage what number is that? letter a b c d
0: g and that's they will lobby for it to be rolled in
1: yeah i didn't know there were so many choices and then h more brokers will charge well i'm sorry more brokers will change from a commission-based model to a flat fee or a la carte model
0: Okay, read the original question and I will tell you my answers. What do you see
1: as the single biggest likely consequence
0: of the lawsuits? I think, Katie, (laughs) that the single biggest consequence will be A. NAR will have to pay a lot of money, but read it again. We'll survive. But we will survive. Okay. Okay. I also think that F, if this all passes, I think that buyer agent commissions will fall. fall. I do. Be I, less. I think if we lose this lawsuit as an industry and you have to start getting the buyer to agree and you have to start getting buyers to agree. Uh-huh. I do think that buyer agent commissions will drop. Okay. I also think that g uh-huh. that we are going to have to find a way for it to be rolled into the mortgage. Right. Because buyers, to pay their down payment, to pay their closing mm-hmm. costs, and to pay their realtors is a h- huge chunk altogether. Yeah, and we're not even going to get
1: into what does it mean for home values when sellers stop paying kind of both sides? What is What does it mean? Yeah, should for home values go down by some you know? amount? Right. I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So in theory, if home values are what they are, and then the seller's not paying that side,
0: there should be a little bit of room. But then if it's rolled into the mortgage, all these buyers are starting off upside down. Correct. Right. So that's not- No, they're good. not. No, they're
1: not. Because we're still talking about if it happened today, and this house is worth 300000 but now the seller is not paying that part, the buyer's oh. paying it. It's really semantics at yeah, that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're still, moving it over. It's still in the total cost of the house if it's being rolled into the mortgage and the house is still worth that. Because trust me, the lender is going to make sure to us for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. Question number nine. If NAR and the franchisers lose, how soon might you have to change your business practices? Here are your choices. I'm changing them now. Before it even
0: happened. right?
1: Okay. Within the next three to six months after the cha- after okay. the, the lawsuit, um, within the next one to three years, and then the last choice is in four or more
0: years. Three to six months. Like I think that if the if we lose, the changes are going to go into effect immediately. Okay. I th- I voted th- one to
1: three years. Okay. Because I think a lot of times with something as big as this. They, there's got to be
0: some transitional period. Do they give you that? Or I don't have a like, clue. Or are they like, well, you're charging, so you're going to real estate jail I now. don't know. Right. I don't know. Okay. So
1: that's the story. Okay, now number 10. If you're a broker, what is the single biggest change you're making
0: now to prepare for the lawsuit rulings? And this is where... And if your broker hasn't mentioned this at all... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> you should know about some of this. Okay. Here are your choices. You
1: ready? A. As a broker. If you were a broker. Answer this as a broker. I'm considering requiring my buyer agents to have their buyers sign a buyer agency agreement. Okay. B. I've consulted with legal counsel oh. about the possible impact of the lawsuits on my brokerage. C. I've reached out to my insurance company to check if expenses related to antitrust lawsuits are covered.
0: D. <laughs> that's, you should.
1: Um. Right. I've sent my agents information detailing the lawsuits and their possible impact. E. I'm not making any changes before I know how the cases will end. F is other or that's I'm it. I'm
0: only supposed to pick one of these.
1: Well, G was not applicable. If you weren't a broker, you didn't answer. But for the sake of our podcast, if you were a broker.
0: If you're a broker, you at least need to D. I've sent my agents information detailing the lawsuits and their possible impact.
1: Yeah, bare minimum
0: they need to at least know what's going on. If they didn't, and they're listening to this show, they sure know now. I don't think B and C is a bad idea, consulting with legal counsel about the possible impact it could have on your brokerage, yep. just to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. I also see reaching out to your insurance to say, if we get sued in something involving this antitrust lawsuit, what does that look like? Do I need to do something else? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Look, and not every brokerage is is listed in these
1: um, lawsuits it's specific weird remax keller williams mm-hmm. Re- we need Reology. A list. There's, there's like four or five okay okay next question are the buyer agents in your company required to have clients sign buyer agency agreements Yes, no,
0: or not applicable. And you know it's funny in my office we don't really have teams, yeah. So we don't have buyers agents. Everybody just everyone works, is a buyers everybody. agent. But to answer the question, no, no, we do not use a buyers agency agreement. Yeah, neat. I've never been in an
1: office that did. Okay, okay. Twelve. <laughs> do I love this survey? It made me think about all these. This is helpful. Okay, it's very helpful. All right. Do you train the listing agents in your company to tell sellers that the amount of commission they offer buyers agents can affect whether those agents show the home? So do you say to set like does this is a we're asking brokers. You don't have to answer this because you're you in a you're not a broker, but just a, just a little thing to think about, y'all. If if the broker is training eight listing agents to to say that the commission they offer, the buyer's agents can affect whether or not they show the home. And the answers were, yes, no, I don't discuss this with them. No, I specifically train them not to do this and not applicable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you answer.
0: It does make you think, though, like sometimes if a listing sits and you offer a bonus, like you're offering more monetary compensation to try to get those showings it's going. It's a bit
1: disturbing when you start to dig into that thought process.
0: It is when you really think Because you're like,
1: yeesh, that does make it sound
0: like... Yeah, even though I think not, I think realtors are covered because of our listing agreement and how it's broken out, and it's a choice. Because I believe that doesn't mean that this hasn't made me think about about it as a whole. Like this is a good point. I mean, I have, I have said to a seller in the past.
1: Well you have to be careful what you're offering on Mm -hmm. the buyer's side because there are
0: bad agents out there that will look at that. I never looked at that Yeah, and said I wouldn't show a buyer. So another interesting thing on this topic, when I was doing some research on using a buyer brokerage agreement, it said that it will not work if it is delivered in fear, out of a fear. No. Example. You can't tell your buyer, listen, if you don't sign this, you know, I, I can't help you at all. Right. If you present if you present it that way, yeah, it won't work because you're you're trying to scare them into signing it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Same thing on the flip side. Well, Mister Seller, if you're not paying enough, we're just not going to be able to sell your yeah, that's house. That's a fear tactic. That's right? a fear tactic. It's, well, it's just something to think about. Okay.
1: Next up. If NAR and the other defendants lose, how will that affect your business income? My business will make less money. My business will make more money. My business will make about the same amount of money.
0: I just don't know.
1: I don't know either. I said my business will make about the same amount of money.
0: I don't think I'll make more money. I have
1: a thought process where I do think it will. Yeah. If you're a heavy listing agent. Yes. I know. I don't know. uh, There may be. Because you,
0: yeah. But we're
1: not going to get into that. But look, if you're a buyer's agent, I 100% think your buy- your business could make less money. Yes. Yes, 100%. But if since we're kind of a buy- even. Yeah,
0: we're both pretty I'm definitely like 60/40, 60% listings, listings, 40% buyers. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just something for everyone to think about. I would be much about. more
0: nervous if, if you were buyers. I was, yeah, heavy heavy buyers. Okay, next.
1: If the defendants lose, the defendants being Nar do you anticipate the number of agents in your company changing the number of agents will
0: rise the number of agents will decline the number of agents will stay about the same i do not think the number will rise no we don't have a lot of part-time agents in my office specifically so i think we would probably stay the same for a minute unless Mm -hmm. some people decided to early retire like if this is going to change how real estate is done and you have to change everything you've ever known. Yeah. And you were close to retirement. You might just I go. might just choose just to go. Just like COVID got a lot of the yeah. teachers to retire. Right, right. So I think that as a whole for the real estate industry, there would be less realtors. I agree. I brought you some interesting information.
1: Oh. We're taking a break from our um opinion poll. Okay. And we're going to learn that the number of realtors grew by more than 156,000. Thousand in the combined years of 2020 and 2021, yes, according to NAR, and peaked at a record high, record high the most realtors ever of 1.6 million in October of 2022. Okay, okay, just a whole herd of y'all out there. <laughs> there has been a decrease of about 74,000 members in the five months since October peak. So this, they don't. It wasn't current to today. It's probably gone even lower. But November, December, January, February, March. This is through March. Seventy-four thousand left. Wow. Okay, it's a big number. Now, this was the this was a stat I thought was disturbing, and we've all heard it. Maybe in fact, there were more than twice as many realtors in March, twenty twenty three, y'all. And that's after seventy four thousand of them left. And mm-hmm. um, there were twice as many realtors in March of twenty twenty three as active homes listed on the market. A total of 1.5 million agents compared with just 563,000 houses. Wow, that
0: is really interesting.
1: Yeah, y'all. If you want to continue in this career, you better be good. That's yeah. That's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. Okay. So for context, so for anyone hearing, um, y'all, I've been here a minute since 2005. So I've seen it. I've seen the bad market. Um, For context, in 2006 alone. So 2006, we before the bubble burst. Okay, right. We're going up, up, up. Everyone can buy a house. You didn't even have to have a job. (laughs) You could just get yourself a house. Okay. They would be like, You want a house? Fine, there you go. Um, For context, in 2006 alone, NAR added nearly 100,000 members and reached a peak of roughly 1.4 million. Mm -hmm. By early 2012, so after the bust, after the bubble burst, membership had plummeted to 964,000. Wow. Now, I mean, that's over a six year span. So it was peaked at 1.4 and after the bust, this is, we're not having a bubble burst. So to be fair, mm-hmm. but we are having an, an industry shakeup, if you will. Mm-hmm.
0: Possibly. You know what I find interesting about the stat of the number of real, let's let's use e- even numbers. The number of realtors grew by more than 150,000 during COVID. Mm-hmm. But then once COVID was over, 75,000 left. So half left. Half of that number. So it's like, what is the stat? How many agents? It's 85% by year three, right? Right. So So this is accurate. Very. 50% did not survive their first two years.
1: Yeah. And I would be curious to see the brand new agents, what that fail rate is, because the market has gone in such a different direction. Right. Yeah. And we'll know in a year or two. All right. You're back. We're back to the survey and we'll oh. try to speed you along. Okay. What kind of organizations do you think will be most affected by the commission lawsuits? The real here, I'll just let you okay. read them. Realtor Association, multiple listing services, brokerage and franchiser, real estate technology companies,
0: or other. Um, multiple listing services would be the most affected by the commission lawsuit. I think so. Maybe realtor, realtor association, association. I, I don't know. I honestly, uh, it doesn't say like the realtor on no. here, right? Which would be brokerage, maybe because your broker's the one. Yeah, I guess the brokerages would be most affected, and then <sighs> the multiple, the MLS services. I don't know. Like, are if we can't really use them, you know what I thought was funny about real estate.
1: It's real estate tech company being an option. I mean, are we talking about like the big bad Z? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder to sell all these sweet buyers agents leads because they got to get have to then go out there and convince these people to pay them. Right. It's not just
0: about opening a door for a buyer lead you paid for. It's a little. It's going to be. Harder. There's going to be a few extra steps to meet compliance. Okay, so just mm, something to think about. Something to think about. This is all
1: things to think about. Okay, have you consulted with an
0: attorney about the possible impact of the lawsuits on your business? No, and I don't plan to. Great. that was one of the choices. It It, says yes, no, but I plan to. No, and I don't plan to. I don't. No, I don't plan plan to contacting an attorney (laughs) at this time. Also, for the record, this is why I'm not a broker. It's
1: moments like this when this I'm is like, a rough,
0: just a sad little angel. I feel like if I was thinking about being a broker, hey. this would make me sit tight, take
1: a take a take a beat. Okay, mm-hmm. in 2023, how many hours have you spent on training, coaching, and our planning efforts in anticipation of the commission lawsuits triggering changes in the industry? Zero hours, one to five hours,
0: five to twenty hours, twenty to fifty hours, or more than fifty hours. Um, I would say one to five. However, my disclaimer is that my office is offering more. I just have not participated just yet. With the amount of articles I've read, I'm going to give me the five to 20 range
1: now. 100%. I'm very knowledgeable about this right now. I don't know why you would need to go above 20 hours of this. Yeah. But I guess if you're trying to educate yourself on how to deal with it, then yes, that's going to take some time. But just learning about it. Whatever. And good news, if you're here and listening, you're about to be at your one-hour mark. Oh, good. You're, you're not in zero. You're going
0: to have one hour of education on this topic if you had zero prior. Whether you wanted to or not. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Has your local realtor association or MLS reached out to you to inform you about the lawsuits? Has g I don't think so. I haven't.
0: I don't think I've really gotten emails from our So it was a yes,
1: no, or I don't remember. Alyssa's going, I don't remember. If they
0: did, I don't remember. I think no. Yeah,
1: my office. I read most of them. Okay. If you're an MLS executive, what is the most significant action or change you're making now to prepare for the lawsuit rulings? This was Mm. interesting. I'm considering making the offer of compensation optional in my MLS. I'm considering requiring buyer agent subscribers to have their buyers sign buyer agency agreements. So hard to say this stuff. Like you have to submit them? I guess, I don't know. Like just like you have to have a listing agreement to put a listing in. Oh. You have to have a buyer agreement to... Wow, okay. OK, I've consulted with legal counsel about the possible impact of the lawsuit on my MLS. That's what
0: I would be doing. That's right. probably all I'd be doing right now. Yeah,
1: I've reached out to my insurance company to check if their expenses related to the uh, lawsuits. OK, I've sent my subscribers information detailing the lawsuits and their possible impact. I'm not making any changes before I know how the cases will end. Because I guess that's what a lot of people are doing. I'm not making any changes before I know how this is going to end. Yeah, I don't have time for this and I don't care. and I think that is wrong Mm -hmm. okay number 20 how big of an impact do you think a loss by NAR and other defendants would have on the real estate technology landscape on a scale of 1 to 5 with 5 being the worst
0: if we lose I think it would be a 4 or 5
1: and that's Real estate tech companies. Right. Okay, I love it. I tend to agree. How do you think the commission lawsuits might impact the amount of resources such as venture capital that are invested in developing and building real estate technology?
0: I don't know. You're, you're like... Uh, uh, that's above my... I don't know.
1: Okay, I'm going to read the choices just so everyone will know them. I think the lawsuits will lead to more investment in real estate tech. I don't believe that for a second.
0: Well, th- it could if they're going to come up... If they're going to try to come up with a new creative way to market your listings now that they've squashed one marketing platform, which is the MLS. Yeah, MLS.
1: Okay, maybe so. You're right. I think the lawsuits will lead to less investment, or I don't think the lawsuits will have an impact on investment in real estate technology. OK, we're moving on to my questions. Good job. Okay. You succeeded. And Pat, you, but look, I thought that that survey made me think that was about a, good survey. a lot of the angles and so that we can all understand why is this even being talked about? Right. Those are all the possible kind of impacts. Now, tell us what Connie is doing to prepare. Well, our,
0: our brokerage is dedicating the sales meeting. Mm-hmm. It was all through the month of August to okay. talk about it. And then I think, well, we're always getting updates on if there was something in the news. What did they say? What what happened? I think they just don't want this to be a surprise. Yeah. You don't want this to be a surprise. And then when it gets closer, there will be classes dedicated to just this topic. Agree. But it's hard to know what they're teaching until we know what the outcome is. Agree. But I would bet that Connie has like a, a blue folder and a green folder and like, whatever way this goes, she's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. She's always ready. We got to pull the right folder. It's like we're cutting. It's like we're cutting a wire on a bomb.
1: Yes, I don't know what's going (laughs) to happen. Is it going to go off or not? Okay. I do think that now if you want to be prepared, whether this goes one way or the other, I think it's time to start considering a buyer brokerage agreement and how you would implement that into your business. And it probably, like you just said, would be easier to start using it now before you had to, Mm -hmm. because you can kind of feel out the situation and get into your groove and
0: like learn what you say, right? how you present it in a positive light, how you sell it, right? Like, get comfortable with it. The only positive to waiting,
1: then when everyone has to do it, at least it wouldn't be like your buyer saw it from you and said no and went to another person right. and they didn't have to Once do it. Once it's required, every, everyone's going n- to do If they want
0: to use a realtor to buy a house, everyone's going to have to sign one. Right. Right. Okay.
1: So I think this is when we need to really talk about the importance of your buyer presentation. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you intake a buyer? What do you talk about? What happens after that? Is it a Zoom? Is it an in-person meetup at the coffee shop? Do you give a, you know, showing to meet? Like, where are you doing your, do you even have a buyer presentation? Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone has a listing presentation or some like steps that they go through. Is a buyer calling you and you're like, I'll be at the house in five minutes. Right. And you show up not with prepared. Nothing, yeah, you, you're going to need something because you're not going to be able to show up and start <laughs> shoving this buyer agreement in people's faces if you didn't pre- if, if you don't right. have any presentation, right? Okay, um, so I think that it'll end up if it goes through, it'll be they're going to interview you just like
0: they interview you for listings people are going to start interviewing you to be a buyer's agent. They're going to care a lot more now that they're hiring someone and paying They're
1: going to want to know what you're doing, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you're going to have to show your value if you're going to be asking people to compensate you for that job. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're not just a door opener. And you know your value. And that right there, what you just said, is something we're all going to have to overcome Mm -hmm. because there are plenty of people in the public that think you're just opening doors. And they're going to be like, well, I don't want to pay you to do that. And I don't have to Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to happen. They won't. Mm -hmm. Not that they have to now, but it's interesting. So I do think your cover letter was a really good. Start. Thank you. We, we're starting. Um, <laughs> I also would like to say that I feel like my buyer folder has me set up completely for this. If I wanted to simply add in yeah. in the back of the folder the buyer agreement, I would just go through it as normal, do my normal presentation. And at the end, I'd be like, "If this sounds like how you'd like to work, and if you want to live up to these things, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do these things, sign here. This right. is what you pay, and this, this is, is where how you we sign." Yeah. Um, so I think that the buyer folder is huge. Um, I have that in everything that I do in mind in agent systems, which luckily people can get this week. Oh, good. Yeah. It's open right now? Right now. Awesome. Right now. So if you want to see what I do, it's all in there. Um, resume, I think you're going to need a resume mm-hmm. that's for buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, so just everything you've ever done for a seller, you're going to have to start doing for a buyer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the other problem is if you've always been a buyer's agent and you don't know what it looks like to be a listing agent, it's time to learn. Right. You can't just survive on buyers.
0: No, you need to be a listing agent as well. Yeah,
1: not if this happens. Yeah. Um. Again, being able to articulate your value, I think it would be good to go back to that episode we did on. Um. I think it's for sale by owner, and it's speaking to your value. Value is. The, we'll We'll put in the show notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um. That one is really helpful to give you some ideas of what to say. Yep. Um. And then I think that like on your sheet you have a list of commitments to the buyers, like. Let's. It's time to make a list. What yeah. are you providing to your buyers? Right. You're not just opening doors. What are you providing? Mm-hmm. And then please remember that giving advice, helping people to decipher data, facilitating contract to close are far more important than you finding someone a house. So if people start talking to you about, well, I found my own house or I don't need you to open the door, um, advice, data, and facilitating contract to close to me are where you really earn your money. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one last thing. Okay. I think this is a somewhat unpopular opinion, and I have always done it this way or mostly done it this way. I give a free showing. I qualify my buyers on the phone. I make sure they're not serial killers to the best of my ability, and I make sure they're pre-approved, but I'm not going to force them to come to my office and have a one-hour presentation about right. why you should work with me. Um, I do think that it is easier to get a buyer to agree to go to a house than mm-hmm. it is to get them to agree to go to your office sure. or a coffee shop yeah. or, or or whatever. Um, so in the market right now where there are not as many buyers and it's a little tougher and we can't afford to lose someone, I want you to know you
0: can still do a buyer presentation once you have them in that house. Right, like now that you have them in the they're house, they're there, and you have shown it. Whip out your folder on the kitchen counter. I have every and time. go through everything every time. I and feel like, like that's what I do. That perfect. The nice part of that
1: to me is they've also seen how you work. Yeah. What is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. Did you show up on time? How did you show the house? Did like, you show up on time? I, I might not have, but <laughs> we'll see. You know. But the point is, you you're you did it. Yeah. And then they maybe it's a little easier and to be like, no, hey, you. do you want to continue with me? This is how it goes. Mm-hmm. Or like. You know, if you want to continue, I'll continue your search, but this is where you sign. I think that's great advice. Sign the dotted line. Okay. Um, Do you have any other thoughts on this topic? This has been a lot.
0: This is great. You enjoyed it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to read our toast? I think you should.
1: I've read so much information today. And that looks like a long one. This is your toast. Go for it. (laughs) Okay.
0: I also just wanted to feel newsy, you know. Shake the papers on the desk. Okay. This is from Kelly Kamek in Pocatello, Idaho. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Idaho. To Jade Robinson. I would like to toast my realtor friend, Jade Robinson. She has been licensed for a few years and has done an amazing job building up her own solo business after leaving a team. We used to be in the same brokerage and now we're not, but I just want her to know that she is killing it and doing an amazing job. And I'm always gonna be her biggest fan. I love that. She is the type of person who is constantly improving herself and she always wants to give her clients an amazing experience. She won't have any trouble with this. No trouble here. I introduced her to your podcast and I love it. And she loves it when she posts screenshots of which episode she's listening to. Love it. I can really tell that she has overcome a ton of challenges, and still she persists. I'm proud of you, Jade. Keep up the good work.
1: Oh man, cheers to Jade. Great one. That was a great one. Thank you so much, Kelly. Kelly, that was so nice. Jade sounds awesome. She does. Um, you guys just don't be afraid. Be prepared yes. is my tagline for oh, this. Oh, don't be
0: afraid. Be, be prepared.
1: prepared. And um, remember, Agent Systems out there for you if you need some help. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. Bye.